Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, bed crimers. As always, I wish you the best. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching this video, if you learned something or enjoyed it, please do me a favor and smash that like button. Now let's dig in. One of the subpoenas that was sent out in preparation for Brian Koberger's upcoming preliminary hearing and trial was to the Pleasant Valley School District in Pennsylvania. The subpoena requested Koberger's student and employment records. You may recall that he worked there as a security guard after attending school there. There is email correspondence between attorneys and administrators at the Pleasant Valley School District in Monroe County, Pennsylvania, showing that the legal demand arrived in January, within three weeks of Koberger's arrest on December 30th. The Idaho statesman got a hold of the emails through a public records request. Per the statesman, the emails do not identify whether prosecutors or Koberger's public defender requested the subpoena, which in Idaho must be issued by a judge or clerk of court. But Edwina Elcox, a criminal defense attorney in Boise, Idaho, told the statesman that it's more likely to have been the prosecution that requested Koberger's school transcripts. Elcox said, If we're playing connect the dots here, I think it would be the state. The district is complying with the subpoena and saying we have to notify him of this, so they're saying we're covering our bases with him. End quote. Elcox pointed out that Koberger and his attorney could request his academic records from the district without having to ask the court to issue a subpoena. It's possible Koberger's attorneys may want the same records if those records help document Koberger's past educational challenges or a mental health history that can help in his defense. Remember, Koberger is believed to have posted to that online visual snowboard between 2009 and 2012. In those posts, he wrote some pretty scary stuff about how he felt about himself and how he was mistreating his parents. We know that Koberger graduated from Pleasant Valley High School in 2013, and during the four years of high school, he spent time studying at the county's technical school. This was a half-day program where he studied law enforcement. It was during this period that Koberger aspired to be an Army Ranger. He also switched to their online program at some point. By his junior year, he switched his technical school focus to heating, ventilation, and air conditioning or HVAC. Perhaps he was thinking of following in his father's footsteps. His dad, Michael, spent four and a half years in the Air Force, and he earned certifications from technical programs. After graduating, Koberger worked for the Pleasant Valley Public School District as a part-time security officer. He was in that position from 2016 until 2021. Subpoena materials are not available to the public, by the way, but Koberger's high school transcripts were supposed to be among those items. On the advice of a school attorney, the district said it planned to notify 
Brian Koberger of their release to satisfy the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act, a federal law that limits handing over such records without a student's prior consent. The law includes an exemption for subpoenas, so the school district sent a notice to the Lataw County Jail where Koberger is currently being held. The district records show that Koberger resigned from his security guard position in June of 2021. In his resignation note, he wrote, I decided to resign or retire freely and voluntarily after considering my options. I understand that if I do not resign, I have a right to a school board hearing to determine if I should be dismissed from employment with the school district. End quote. This makes it sound like Koberger was asked to resign, but former Pleasant Valley Security Supervisor George Curcio, who hired Koberger for that job, told the statesman that he remembers Brian Koberger as reserved, courteous, and polite, a reliable employee for whom he couldn't ever recall receiving a complaint. Curcio is quoted as saying he was a pretty decent worker, always there, not one of those guys who would show up when he wanted to. He was quiet in a strange sort of way, but nothing that ever really reared its head with us, end quote. It was while he worked as a security guard that Koberger was credited with helping to save the life of a district staff member after she had a medical emergency at the high school. It's weird to me that a guy who helped save a life and had to have felt proud of himself for that turned around and allegedly committed a crime like the one in Moscow, Idaho. You'd think he would have been motivated to become an EMT after such an event. According to Curcio, while Brian was a security guard, a position that did not include carrying a weapon, by the way, Koberger worked eight-hour shifts on Saturdays and Sundays as part of 24-7 security at the district's four school buildings. Curcio said that when another security officer called in sick, Koberger would often volunteer to work an extra four hours on his weekend assignment. The job entailed shuttling between schools to ensure buildings were locked and all the utilities were working. Curcio described it like this. You drive up, check all the doors, hit the security button to show you're doing your job, check the boilers, the air conditioners, schoolroom doors, look for broken windows and open windows. So basically patrolling. Me, personally, I would find that job scary at night, walking through abandoned school hallways. Could Koberger, if he is found to be the perpetrator of the crime that took the lives of Zana Cornado, Maddie Mogan, Ethan Chapin, and Kaylee Gonzalez, have been honing his nighttime surveillance skills during this gig? Koberger remained in the same school district when he earned an associate's degree in psychology in May of 2018 from Northampton Community College. He then obtained a bachelor's degree in psychology from DeSales University in June of 2020. During this period, Koberger was working weekends as a security guard. A year later, Koberger resigned from his weekend security job. Koberger told Curcio that he was going back to school full-time 
and Koberger finished his graduate studies at DeSales in June of 2022. One of his former professors told the Daily Mail that Koberger received his master's degree from the university's online criminal justice program. And of course, after his stint at DeSales, Koberger moved to Pullman, Washington to begin his PhD program in August of 2022. And now I'm wondering if the professor who wrote the letter of recommendation for Koberger to attend the PhD program at Washington State University perhaps hadn't spent a lot of time with Koberger in person, hadn't had the opportunity to look into his eyes and see his body language. By the way, Koberger's two older sisters attended the same high school as Brian, and his parents also spent many years working for the Pleasant Valley School District. Brian's father, Michael, retired in June of 2019 after working 12 and a half years as a maintenance worker. His mother retired in June of 2020 after 16 years as education support staff. So the Kobergers were well known in the school district, and that may explain why the district has remained tight-lipped after repeated requests for comments from more than a dozen media outlets. Attorney Edwina Elcox believes the prosecutors are casting a wide net. She said, they are looking for evidence of other prior wrongs, bad acts, things to show intent, motive. Theoretically, it's a literal gold mine. If in an official capacity, there was documented concern that he demonstrates this kind of inappropriate behavior, tendencies, actions, patterns, and he did it again. What they're showing is, hey, these behaviors, there's no mistake here. End quote. But of course, Koberger's personal file might also show that he had a stellar work history within the district. This could be used to help persuade the jury that he could not be the perpetrator. That's all for now. Hope you have a great Friday, and I'll see you next time on Bed Crime Stories. Please smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and consider a membership.